Do your kids dread the day that you have company over for dinner because of your own frantic preparations? Yep. Let's talk about that today. I'm Misty Winkler, and you are listening to the Simply Convivial Podcast. Pursue hospitality, the Bible tells us. So we open our hearts and our homes to others. First, we extend hospitality, gracious service, and a welcoming love to those who live in our homes. Then we extend it out to other people God might bring into our lives. But when we get our picture of what hospitality looks like from magazines or HGTV or Pinterest, we stress out and shut down. The kind of hospitality that God wants us to offer, however, is not according to worldly standards. The world's goal for hospitality is to impress. God's goal for hospitality is to knit together. So we're going to talk today about how we can use hospitality to be knit together as a community in God's world. Hospitality is not about showing off or impressing others. We don't have to postpone it until the kitchen renovation is complete, until the yard is gorgeous, or until we feel ready. We simply invite others into our life as is. Through opening our doors and our lives to one another, we grow as a community. When we gather as a church body and share a meal and our lives, our love and our fellowship deepens. When we gather in those who are outside, we show them what it's like inside, inside the bounds of God's family, God's body, God's community. But it can be hard. So here are three ways that my family simplifies the process to make it less stressful, less burdensome to regularly have people over. First, we have two to three go-to hospitality dinners. The quickest way to eliminate the decision fatigue that is common when having people over is to eliminate the question of what's for dinner. Choosing two or three plans and then simply deciding between those few limited options when meal planning will make having people over a simpler process, less overwhelming. For a few years, I kept a running list in Evernote of who we had over for dinner and what I served. At first, it was mostly journal-like. It's fun to look back and see who we've had over, but it was also data collection. I wondered, what do I make for dinner? I could look back and see if we had a family over who had some eating restrictions or food sensitivities, I could look and say, well, what do I serve people who are gluten-free? And it was right there. I could do that meal over again. I started repeating dinners that had been both easy and well-received. Then I started using the list to look back and find what I had served to whom. 
we'd have a family over again and I'd think, what did we serve last time? I don't want to do a repeat. But why did I not want to serve a repeat dinner? Lest it be thought that I was a one-trick pony, I guess. That's not thinking correctly about hospitality. Being concerned about repeating dinners is a concern that puts myself and what others think of me first. What if instead I thought, what did we have last time? Oh yes, they liked that. I'll serve it again. If a few months or even a year has gone by since we've had a family over, who would mind a repeat dinner? Does my family mind when we repeat favorites every week? No, neither will our guests. Now, I do have two main dinners that I rotate between when having families over for dinner. The first is an easy crockpot boneless pork roast. If you put a boneless pork roast in the crockpot with some diced onions and a sprinkling of Montreal steak seasoning, that's it. It is a go-to meal that feeds a crowd with very little work. It goes great with roasted potatoes, roasted broccoli, a salad, and it is gluten and dairy-free also. Grilled marinated chicken is, of course, a go-to, especially here where we can grill most of the year. But when we can't grill, then soup, bread, and salad is easy, simple, and feeds a crowd. What these dinner options provide is not only a ready, simple menu, but they are also meals that do not involve last-minute preparation. I can hold the food hot if people are late. It's mostly done if people come early. I can spend the last half hour cleaning the bathroom and sweeping the floor instead of cooking. And without many things to be done last minute, there is much less stress in having people over. So it's not just about having the decision made, it's about eliminating last minute tasks that need to be done. On that note, the second tip that I have is to have two to three preparation tasks that you do before people come over and let the rest go. I'm sure that we have all been there, done that, at least I have. People are coming over and in the next 30 minutes, and I am operating in panic mode. Unfortunately, mom's panic mode affects everyone in the house, and not only ourselves. Panic mode moms snap at children to help out, bustle around frantically, increasing the tension level, and makes everyone, ourselves included, dread having people over. Perhaps the kids are relieved when the guests finally pull in because now mom has to put on her cheerful face and tone, which they haven't seen all day. Eventually, that builds resentment because, like it or not, it's hypocrisy. Hospitality has to begin with our own family, not be a switch that we turn on temporarily for guests. Yet some extra steps generally do have to be done before having extra people over. With a go-to basic checklist, we can be prepared without feeling like 
everything must be done now. Remember that the motivation, our motivation in being hospitable must be to welcome and serve others, not impress them. The tone that we take with guests must not be ginned up or fake, but the same tone we've been using with our family all day. So here's a sample basic preparation process. First, clear the bar and set glasses and beverages on it. One way to welcome people in to make them feel comfortable and to break the ice is to start off by offering beverages. So in the last 15 minutes or so before we expect company, we pull out glasses and beverages that we plan to offer so it's right there and ready. Second, clean the bathrooms. With kids in the house, you never know the state the bathrooms might be in. So as a kindness to others, I pop in and tidy up, quick wipe it all down, three minutes tops to make sure the bathrooms are decent. Three, make sure there are enough clear places to sit. Often our house is strewn with books, not just the books I've strewn on purpose to spark interest in the kids, but books the children have left as a trail and quite honestly, myself as well. It's a good problem to have, but it makes it awkward if you're going to invite someone to sit down and there is no actual place to sit. So brush crumbs off chairs, put away books, and clear as many surfaces as quickly as possible in five-ish minutes. A quick EHAP goes a long way. Remember that the point is to connect with others, not impress them. I don't worry about dusting. I rarely worry about mopping unless there's a horrible spot that I can just address really quickly. If I look around and feel my tension mount because it's not what I had hoped the house would look like before people came over, I breathe deeply and pray a prayer of repentance and gratitude. I need to repent if I'm worried about what other people will think, and I need to repent if I've been neglecting my housekeeping duties and only just realized that it's gotten embarrassing. However, I can be grateful because God is in control, and He has orchestrated the timing to bring it to my attention and to bring these people into this home at this time. For all I know, this is the hospitality, the real life sharing that these people need right now. Maybe they need to see that I'm not all that. Maybe I need (laughs) to know that I'm not all that right now. Maybe I need to pay more attention to them than to myself. Maybe they are also struggling and will be more comfortable opening up when they see that they are not alone. I don't know. All I know is that I'm called to hospitality and I can trust God to orchestrate the details. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about sharing life openly and honestly with an intent to glorify God and serve others. And that's it for this episode of the Simply Convivial Podcast. Is hospitality extra hard for you because your home just isn't guest already? Before you can invite people in, 
Do you have a lot to do to get the house presentable? We don't have to wait for our homes to be perfect to share life with our extended community, but we do need to have clean bathrooms and clear places for them to sit. If you need help getting basic, working, home routines in place, then Sweep and Smile is for you. Sweep and Smile is a six-week course inside Simply Convivial Continuing Education that will help you figure out and implement your own minimum viable cleaning routines. We're going to be working through it as a community with extra support and accountability in April. So join as a member and get your home in working order with us with Sweep and Smile in April. And while you're at it, repent, rejoice, repeat. Repeat.